Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. It's Wednesday and we are on the air. Are you wearing your Wednesday socks? You know, I, uh, I w- love those Wednesday socks, but if I wear them too much... I'll wear them out. That's true. Are you and wearing your Sunday then socks? Then I have to get some more. I have Sunday socks now. Yeah. But I but I wear, I reserve that for Sunday. Oh, okay. I reserve that for Sunday. <laughs> so you preach in those socks. You don't text talk in those socks. It's uh, January the 19th, the year of our Lord 2022. It's Wednesday, wow. and we are looking at Matthew chapter 20. Uh, we are just pushing right ahead. I've had a great a couple of great conversations about the parable of the late master and the laborer, laborers in his vineyard. I'll get it all out. Mm-hmm. But as the chapter moves on, we're going to see that Jesus is still instructing his 12, and particularly about humility. We're stretching into a couple of chapters It's now. like chapter three on this. And, and I got to tell you, and I know we'll, we'll do the reading, but just uh, just off the cuff here, we often talk about how, you know, these were the fellows that got to spend three years with him. They heard every sermon. They saw the miracles. They ate together. They slept together on the road, the whole business, right? But some of that teaching was really, really kind of disciplinarian, wasn't it? It was really pretty strong words. Um, it, it wasn't all just, you know, miraculous multiplying of loaves and fishes. He, he got stern with them at times. And humility seems to be a big deal. And some of those lessons were harder to learn than others, I guess. Well, so think about this. As you pointed out, three years of time with the Messiah that could have been recorded in these books. Mm -hmm. And here we've got three chapters that are homing in on this one principle. I mean, it it pulls it from other stories, and of course there are other lessons we can learn from these stories, but clearly Mm -hmm. three chapters dedicated to you need to repent and convert and become humble like children. Mm-hmm. Let me say it mm-hmm. again. You, you, <laughs> you need to become like children. Oh, you didn't hear it before. Look, let's say it again. You need for hey, three hey, wait. I chapters. Know. I know, I know. Let me hold a child while I say this to you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so as Matthew is writing this book, three chapters dedicated uh, to that. I, I didn't do the math on this, but I mean, that's more than 10% of the book dedicated to this. So we're going to be looking at it again today, aren't we, in our reading? So let's start in verse 17. I'm going to read to verse 23 from the English Standard Version. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside, and on the way he said to them, See, we're going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and he'll be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he said to her, What do you want? She said, Say that these two sons of mine are to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, We're able. He said to them, You will drink my cup. But to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant. But it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. Hmm. All right. Well, a couple of things going on here in this reading. The first, this is the third time in our reading of the Gospel of Matthew that Jesus has prophesied both his death 
and his resurrection. Mm -hmm. He tells them, we're going to Jerusalem. I will be betrayed. Uh, The chief priests, the scribes, the condemnation to death, the scourging, crucifixion. On the third day, I will rise. And I just, uh, every time we read that, um, we're not sure exactly how the 12 were, were hearing that. We know the first time Jesus did that, uh, Peter said, no, no, not you, Lord, back in Matthew 16. Um, but it is a prophecy. And if he was to die and not be resurrected on the third day, he would be a false prophet. He would not be the Christ. And so there's always, I think, a, an apologetic value in appreciating that he was saying this would happen before it came to pass. The first time that he brings it up, as you pointed out, was in Matthew chapter 16, when Peter offers the good confession. And he goes from that to telling the disciples, you need to take up your own cross. Mm-hmm. That's in Matthew 16, verse 21 through mm, 23, uh, right after he's Peter's given the good confession. Mm-hmm. He tells this, mm-hmm. Peter rebukes him, and then he says, and you guys need to pick up your cross. Mm-hmm. Then we move into chapter 17, and in verse 22 and 23, for a second time, he teaches this, this mm-hmm. is what's coming, mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen. And now we've come to a third time that Matthew records this prophecy, this promise, and the apostles aren't getting it. Mm-hmm. And w- would we expect them to? They don't understand the kind of kingdom that Jesus is implementing. They don't understand the kind of king that he is. And so, you know, that first time Jesus talks about it, Peter thinks he's going to get ahead of it and be like, ah, I know what's going on here. This is a test. I'm going to no, Jesus, this is not going to happen to you because we yeah. know who you are. And Jesus rebukes him. So the next two times Jesus brings it up, it's just kind of like they just, okay, he said okay. it again. I don't yeah. know what this means, but I learned from Peter. We are not commenting on that. <laughs> I'm not bringing it up. And so Matthew presents this third teaching, and it's almost like James and John and their mom come up and they're like, okay, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's good. That's good. You're telling us about that again, but I've got yeah. a request for you. <laughs> Can, you know, can we talk about my thing? So let's talk about you being king of kings. Um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, mother, okay, so there's a detail in Matthew's gospel not recorded in a couple of the others. And I've heard uh, at least one construction of those events that maybe uh, James and John, this is really what they want to know. This is their question. And they're putting their mother in as yeah, a spokesperson. Yeah. Mom, would you go kind of speak to him on our behalf. Which leaves you questioning, why would they think their mother would have any in with Jesus? Why would her asking this give them more favor than if they just asked it directly? Unless she was, you know, part of this kind of band of ladies that went around with them and served them and ministered to them. I've wondered if this doesn't demonstrate maybe a potential family connection between Jesus and these two disciples. Hmm. You know, maybe if this is aunt... Aunt. James and John's mom, <laughs> you know, cousin James cousin. and John's mom. She's yeah, she's got a connection to Mary, and you know mm-hmm. because she and Mary are connected somehow. We think this is going to get us a special hmm. in. I, I I don't know. I couldn't yeah. say, but I've I've wondered about that. You know, it's interesting. The first time Jesus prophesies his death, burial, and resurrection, he follows it up with, "Now you guys all need to take up a cross." Right now, this third time, he says. I'm going to die and be resurrected. Instead of these guys asking about, can they take up a cross? They're like, yep. Can I sit next to your throne? Yeah. Which is quite different, isn't it? But Jesus is going to ask them, well, can you drink my cup? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we can. Well, you will. 
And so here's a bit of a promise for James and John. You guys are going to figure this out. You're going to get it. And you actually are going to pick up a cross. I'm just telling you. No, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because I hadn't thought about it in quite those terms. He has just told them about the cup he's going to drink mm-hmm. and uses words like scourging, betrayal, crucifixion. He says all that. And then they and then they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll drink that cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's amazing to me mm-hmm. because then he goes on to tell him, you don't know what you ask. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what it is that you're asking for. But, but you're right. More prophecy when he says, you will indeed drink my cup. I didn't finish the story in the reading because what shocks me most is that very last statement that I read where Jesus, as after he goes through this business about the cup and, you know, you will, you'll, you'll drink the cup. Then he says, but mm-hmm. to sit at my right and my left hand are not mine to grant. Yeah. That, to me, is one of the most shocking things that Jesus says throughout the entire gospel accounts. Mm. And the reason is, okay, wait a minute. You're the king? You're Mm -hmm. the king of kings and the lord of lords? Mm -hmm. I've been traveling with you now for a couple of years. You have authority over the weather. You have authority over the spirits. You have authority over demons. You have authority over illness. You have authority over death. But you don't have authority over your left and right hand. You don't have, it's not yours to grant who is going to sit at your left hand and sit at your right hand. What What is that about? Why would someone want to sit there? What's the big deal there? That's the greatest in the kingdom. Oh, okay. We're the counselors. We're the viziers. We're the advisors. That's right. We're the ones with power. And and so we're still back to who's the greatest. Who's the greatest? And yeah, that's the that's the connection I'm seeing. That we're, we'll change the the wording here a little bit, but we're getting to the same place that we've been at for three chapters. We've been at for three chapters. You're the king. This is your kingdom, and we want to be the greatest in your kingdom. You tell us who's the greatest. Well, let's approach this another way. Yeah, mom, <laughs> mom, hey, mom, mom, <laughs> talk to him. Talk to him. And just ask, because we'd like to be there. No, we, we, we want it to be We us. want that to be the job. But here's what blows my mind, is that Jesus says, I, you know what, guys, even if I wanted to make you the left and yeah. right hand, I don't get to. I don't get to choose that. Well, so then whose kingdom is this? If, if, he, if he can't do it, who can? I think we find here one of these apologetic places, these evidentiary mm-hmm. places, that, that helps us see that Matthew is not making this story up. Okay. If this were the kind of story that Matthew were just making up, Jesus is going to be king of kings, and he has authority over this. Sure. And so it is shocking for Matthew to record the king make an admission that says, I don't get to choose this. I, I'm the king, and I'm trying to get you all to see that I'm the king. It's my kingdom, and my kingdom is going to come in. But for Jesus to admit, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have all power. I don't have the, uh, there's, there's somebody that has power over me. Right. And he's the one that's going to choose who's at the right and the left in my kingdom. It's not mine to give. This is the kind of thing that only gets recorded because it's what Matthew heard. He's, it's not something he would make up if he were making up a story about this king. He's an eyewitness. This is the kind of thing he heard Jesus say. It's what he remembers Jesus saying. So he records this. And it's one of those places where uh, I can't remember what the technical term for what we call this in apologetics and evidence is, but it's that idea of it's one of those places where he shows the negative thing, the the uh, the thing you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Because it's just what happened. Yeah. Here's Jesus. And while he will be given authority, he he's actually under authority. 
is this another episode then, I guess, where we see the humility of Jesus, right? That, that he's willing to empty himself of all these things, and he's teaching them about humility. And uh, and even, even as he is the Word in flesh, uh, he is still humbling himself to the will of the Father. This is the gospel of the kingdom of God. This is, you know, this is God's kingdom. Dude, it's so stellar that you bring it up that way, because I think what we see here is you've got Father, Son, and Spirit, mm-hmm. who are all equally God. Right. They are all completely God. They are all, everything that is God, they are. That right. Father, Son, and Spirit. Yes. And yet the Son, rather than grasping for himself his rights, his privileges, he voluntarily submits mm-hmm. to the Father. Mm-hmm. He voluntarily brings himself under the Father. And Jesus says, look, I'm not going to step outside of my role. And that really sets an example for us as we've been reading these three chapters that keep hammering home the idea of humility and, and various aspects of how I'm going to be that humble. Jesus going to the cross mm-hmm. is the greatest example because he's not just equal with you and me and going to the cross on our behalf. He is way above us and is equal with the Father. Yeah. And I, I do not presume to know how how interaction between Father, Son, and Spirit works. Yeah. But when I take a look at what Scripture demonstrates as the equality of Father, Son, and Spirit, and to see Jesus, rather than grasping for, I should have these rights, and I should be viewed as equal, and I should get to do everything exactly the same way, he says, that's not what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm submitting, and I won't go outside the role I've been given. Yeah. A powerful example for us. We appreciate so much you joining text talk today please uh, rate and review the podcast and subscribe and subscribe yeah subscribe share it with your friends we love that and i appreciate you all so much of course send us an email text talk at christiansmeethere.org or we've got a facebook discussion group for text talk and you can be there as well yep all right so uh let's have a word of prayer our great god and father thank you lord for the day thank you for your word uh, thank you for Edwin and this time that we could discuss it together, and we hope it's a blessing for all that are listening and joining us uh, on this podcast. Father, as we've read through again today the desire of James and John seeking places of honor, we know that it's a recurring temptation of pride in our heart to try to make ourselves greater than others. And Father, we just pray that we might learn again the lesson that Jesus teaches about humility, that he exemplifies, that we might follow his example. We are encouraged in the truth of your word when we see that just as he prophesied, he died, he was buried, and he rose the third day. And the ring of truth that is throughout scripture, Father, because it is your word, because it is true, it blesses us. Thank you, Father, and go with us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward.
birds shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne.